Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, we continue our series on, you know, that question, you know, won't you be my neighbor? And as we do that, we're going to explore this question here really quick, and I have you kind of turn around and, and just briefly share with each other, how would you define love? I'm going to give you about 30 seconds, 35 seconds here, not a lot of time. How would you define love? All right, so hopefully maybe you've got an opportunity to kind of define love. You know, that can be a challenging thing. Philosophers, poets, songwriters try to define what love is. It's not an easy thing to define love. But, you know, just in case you're not aware of it, and hint, hint, guys, if, you know, there's some of you there who haven't yet, it's five days away, Valentine's Day, so it's often the month that we think about love. And you think about, you know, how do you define love? You define love sometimes for the things that you give, the gifts that you give. So sometimes you define love by something like this, a box of chocolates. How many of you love a box of chocolates? Maybe. Or maybe you think of, you know, love as something more like, you know, that soft, cuddly little teddy bear that you get. You know, says, I love you. Or you, you think of a love like that big bouquet of balloons. And, and if it's not the balloons, maybe it's that bouquet of beautiful roses. Or maybe that, that expression of love is, you know, kind of a combination, a number of those things, a, a beautiful romantic dinner and roses and a gift. Or maybe love is something more like when you're in grade school, and it's that gigantic valentine that you get to give and share with one another. So how do you define love? Well, as I think about, you know, what it means for us to define love, and again, those questions that, that Jesus asked that we explored last week, the parable of the Good Samaritan, you know, the guy asked, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus tells him the story or the parable of the Good Samaritan. But as I think about what it means to define love, I brought something else with me. Shaving cream. Do you ever think about shaving cream defining love? Is this what I use in my face? No, you know, I think about, you know, what, what love is. You know, you think about that, you know, if the shaving cream is kind of like, you know, us, you know, and, and, and love, you know, that love is something that, you know, doesn't stay inside of us, right? Love is something we are called to express and to live, and it becomes part of who we are. And, you know, as you think about what it means to love, as we look at those words that Jesus says about loving our neighbor as we love ourselves, they were to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, to love our neighbor as ourself. There's a lot of, oh man. Well, you get the idea, right, that, that love just kind of keeps pouring out. As God's love pours out into us, our love is supposed to overflow into the lives of others. Especially as we think about when Jesus says, you know, that we are to go and do likewise, like the Good Samaritan. We're to show, there's still more in there. Wow. So when you think about love, you know, I, you never thought about love as shaving cream. You know, when I think of shaving cream, I, there's a song, Shaving Cream. I don't know if you know it or not, but that's what comes to mind. I think that's about it. Love. It's just going to slowly ooze over. 
this big pile of love, right, of shaving cream, as God's love is poured into us. As we talk about God's love being poured into our lives, we focus on these words that Paul says here, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 2. Let's read this together. But if I don't have love, I am nothing. And then he goes on to explain what this love is. He goes on to explain what it means for us to show love to someone else. What it means for us to live in the love that God has for us. So you got your, your card here, right? I'm going to use this as you go through this. I want you to think about this. And, and the blank spaces, you know, you kind of think about, like, you can put your own name there. Because if God has filled us with his love, you know, this is how we are called to love. Now, really quick, let's put this in context, because most of us have heard this scripture from 1 Corinthians 13, often in weddings, you know, maybe Valentine's Day, we see it on a card. The context of what Paul is writing this is he was challenging the followers of Jesus in Corinth, who were, as they talked about spiritual gifts, you know, kind of saying, well, you know, I can do this, what can you do? And others were feeling not so good, because I... You know, I can't get up and speak in front of someone else like, you know, he can or she can. See, Margaret, you did a great job getting up here speaking in front of us. You know, um, they, they were getting jealous. They were boastful. They were envious. All of that. And Paul is kind of putting this all into context. He says, no, no, if you don't have love with all of this, it really doesn't matter. It's kind of like, you know, going to school and you got all your books and you got there. You get it settled in for the day at school and have everything you need and get ready for the test. But the one thing you didn't do for the test, study. And so you can do all those things, but if you didn't study, it's not going to help. So we can do all kinds of great things. You can help out with Matt Talbot. It's just a good thing. We can help out with a diaper drive and and vacation Bible school and and be a part of all these things. But if we don't have love, Paul says it really means nothing. So let's kind of walk through. We're going to walk through and, and just touch on each of these and kind of what does it mean for us as we talk about this. It's just a little self assessment this morning. Love is first is what? Love is patient. Love you know, doesn't ignore the offenses of others. It's just that instead of acknowledges the shortcomings of those people who offend us and extends tolerance and compassion to them while recognizing their need for love. Patient love is used to describe God in 2 Peter 3, 9. It says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient. He is patient, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So just that for a second. How patient is your love? Let's move on. We're going to go quickly here, because last week was a long sermon, so this week we've got to you know, tighten things up a little bit. Love is also what? Love is kind. Kindness is one of the most you know, important characteristics of genuine love because it is a physical manifestation of love that is displayed to others. Kindness. Kindness is love in action. God encourages people to be kind to one another. Even at times it means we're correcting someone, that we do so in love. That we do so with kindness and gentle rebuke. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love isn't what? Jealous. That's right. Love isn't jealous. This kind of love appreciates and celebrates the success of 
others, of the blessings bestowed upon them. Love doesn't covet. Love is not hateful. Love allows us to be happy for other people. This type of love is never jealous of the success of others. Love isn't jealous, and love doesn't sing its own praises. So it isn't, here's a great big word, I love this, it isn't braggadocious. It doesn't exalt itself over others. Love isn't arrogant. Love recognizes that we are all equal in the sight of God. We are all equally loved by God in Jesus Christ. Love isn't arrogant. Love isn't arrogant, so it's not pompous or, or prideful. It, it, love recognizes the spiritual dangers of pride and, and arrogance, of over-self-confidence in ourself, especially in disobedience to God. So love doesn't characterize us by our sense of self-importance. Love isn't rude. Love is expressed through, through kindness, and kindness and, and rudeness cannot coexist. So love is considered, you know, like the, the feeling of others take care not to be offended by them. Love doesn't seek to offend or embarrass another person. This type of love respects the feelings of other people. Love doesn't think about itself. Love is never selfish, never self-seeking. Genuine love. Genuine love allows others Others' needs, we place their needs above our own. It's not expressing fake love. Expressing fake love for the purpose of self, you know, importance. But it's expressing true love that sees others as lovable. And love isn't irritable. Love isn't irritable. Love naturally incorporates patience. And this type of love is not quick as you think about you know, the words, to being angry or being offended by others, and combined that with patience, understanding, and forgiveness. And love doesn't do what? It doesn't, you know, keep track of the wrongs. There's no tally sheet of, you know, the people who have offended me. This kind of love forgives and say forgets, because it's not always easy to forget, but in a sense doesn't dwell on that. It doesn't hold on to that even in situations when the offenses are repeated and they're intentional, we realize that this love is expressed when we openly forgive others as we have been forgiven in Jesus Christ. And love isn't happy with injustice when it's done, but it naturally seeks the good in all situations and all circumstances. Love finds no comfort in negative situations or bad company. And love never stops being what? Patient. Love never stops being patient. That patient love, that long-suffering love. Love never stops believing. Now, this love is, is the love that trusts in the good intentions of others, even in difficult situations. This is the love that recognizes that even people have, have bad situations, we have faith in God's love will see us through. That God's love will see us through all circumstances. And love never stops hoping. Love is built on faith. Faith is built upon hope. And God is our hope. It's in Him 
we place our faith in this God of love, and this love then extends to others. And love never does what? Never gives up. God never gives up on us. God never gives up on you. God's love has never failed us. It's eternal. It's divine. It never ceases. This is the reassurance. This reassurance allows us. This reassurance allows us to be a conduit of God's love. Or kind of like our mess here. I'm always glad when I make a mess because I've got to clean it up. You know, as we are filled with God's love, it overflows in our lives to all others. Now, if you take a sheet here, here's what I want you to do really quick. I want you to think, how well would you give yourself, how many points would you give yourself if you did like one to five, you know, one being, ugh, or maybe double, ugh, you know, and five being like, I got it, man. I am so good at this. Where would you put yourself? Just think about that really quick. Could you we give you the quick description? One, five, yeah. Now, as you do that, you know, how many of you pitch yourself five at least on every category? How many pitch yourself maybe at one, at least one category? Maybe somebody said all categories, you know. I don't know if I would one in all of them, but I definitely have got some ones. So you know, here's what I want you to, to realize. I'm going to go back to that, those last words that, that love never gives up. Love never fails. We talk most especially about God's love for you, God's love for us, God's love for the world. See, ultimately, this list of love is completed. And then here's what I want you to write, you know, just you can, if you want to write it this way, big letters, write the word, write the name, Jesus. See, you know, we are going to fail and falter. We'll be impatient. We'll be arrogant. You know, we'll be envious and unkind. We will at times be irritable. At times, if you're like me, I'll keep a record of wrongs. But I also know, and just that's why we have so often in our worship service, we're going to have a little time here to acknowledge how we have failed to love. Well, we're going to acknowledge that. We're going to confess that before the God of love. And we're going to hear his words, his promise to continue to love us, to love you and forgive you in Jesus. As we talk about God's gift of love to us in Jesus, this is a gift of love that we live out. But it's not something that just stays inside of us. It's a love that moves beyond us. And it, it comes in contact with all that we meet. So we ask that question, you know, won't you be my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? And last week, if you were here, you know, we made the, the map of our neighborhood. And we talked about, you know, where we live and where we work and where we play. And as you think you think about your, your neighbors, you know, here's the challenge I want to give to us as we talk about what it means to live in God's love. Choose one of the word descriptions from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, that you would most like Christ to change about you. And I'll give you an example of what I mean here. I decided I was working on this that I would just start at the top of the list. Love is patient. 
And I, I, I was being very practical, and then I started thinking, okay, so who is my neighbor? I'm like, you know who my neighbor is? My neighbor is the person in front of me at the roundabout that isn't moving when I think they should move, as fast as they should move. And what I really want to give them is that laying on of love, you know, like this, honk, honk, and maybe grumble in my breath, get moving, come on, I have somewhere to be. But as I thought about that, I was like, oh, I hate it when my own sermon whaps you upside the head. <laughs> makes me think. But yeah, you know what? That person is my neighbor. Even if I don't know them, I don't know their whole story. I don't know why they're, they're pausing. I don't know what's going on. But you know what? I am called to love them with a patient love. And so that's, you know what? I'm going to start at the top and start saying, God, Help me to be a little more patient with my neighbors and the cars around me, even if sometimes I think they're annoying, Lord, because you love them like you love me. And when I fail to be patient in my love, when I fail to be kind, when I'm jealous, when I, you know, keep a record of, of wrongs and I track all those mistakes others have, you know, made against me, that I come and I confess my shortcomings, my failures, my sins, that we come and confess to the God of love. And we know that we are not loved by how well we keep this list. We are loved because Jesus lived this list and kept this list for us and shed his blood to express his love for you, for me, and the world. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your love. You are the God of love. And Lord, as we, we look at these words that Paul has here and words that we often hear, especially in the month of February about love, and Lord, as we connect it to what it means to love our neighbor, whether our neighbor is someone in our house, at someone at, at work or at school, whether our neighbor is someone that lives across the street, whether our neighbor is someone we sit next to at, you know, the ball court or someone sitting at the roundabout, Lord, that we are called to love as we have been loved. So our, our prayer is that, that our love, you know, like the shaving cream, that, that that love would just overflow into the lives of others. We pray that your Holy Spirit would work in us to shape us and mold us and form us so that love truly overflows. Lord, will we falter and fail, Lord? Call us on that. Help us see where we have faltered and failed in loving as we are called to love. But Lord, also remind us that we are forgiven. And then in that forgiveness, in that grace, in that love, you empower us to continue to love. That you continue to shape and mold us by your love, Jesus. We pray this in your most powerful and precious name, Jesus. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.